This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Great Wednesday to you and yours. It is a beautiful day to be alive and well. Actually, here in East Tennessee, it's kind of brutal outside, but, you know, the weather is what the weather is. Look, here's the deal with living here. I would rather have the couple months of whatever it is we get versus, you know, living in the northeast where it's freezing cold and doesn't snow as much there but still the point remains uh here in east tennessee we get a you know couple months of inconvenience snows every once in a while i'll take it six weeks of it the days are short but whatever the days are short everywhere that's why we're together i got a great note from a gentleman in uh, Oak Ridge today, who, uh, hey, Laura, would you bring me that, please? I want to read that. A guy that really made my day. I've had a couple of really great correspondences from people here recently. Handwritten stuff, which is um, very rare in today's world. But uh, handwritten stuff, a guy out there listening to us said he's 74. He lives in Oak Ridge and just sent me one of the sweetest notes today. I want to share it with you. And then you can call in and rip me. So here we are. Um, it is a Wednesday with Watson Brown, who, looking at our numbers on Wednesdays, one of our one of our great guests we have on, no doubt about it. Uh, people love Watson. I'd be curious to get his thoughts on the Vrabel news yesterday. Bri, how did the NFL press treat the Vrabel news yesterday? Did you happen to notice? Because I sort of unplugged after the show yesterday. How did the uh, NFL press treat the Vrabel news well, I think there was a lot of disbelief in what happened. Yeah. I um, I believe they tried to look at the Titans' management as something that's being very mismanaged. It seems like that the lady that owns them has been prone to do knee-jerk stuff out of emotion at times. Yeah, yeah that's what they did with um, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Well, they did that with their general manager. And general I manager. think his name was John Robinson, where yeah. – this is something that I'm surely a move like that has got to go through the ownership. She had to sign off on it or it wouldn't have happened. Oh, sure. She could have stopped it, but they go up to Philadelphia and she gets, she gets harassed by the fans up there about it. So, great. so they lose, they look bad. And then she has a knee jerk emotional reaction. Like, well, somebody's going to pay for this now. Right, right. Even though the fact that it was near the end of the season and that said trade happened months before that she fires the GM. So, I think the the ownership there in, of the Titans has kind of uh, been been sort of scrutinized over this. So we've got that to talk about tonight. Tennessee has an extremely, and I mean an extremely interesting game on the road 
at Mississippi State with a Mississippi State team that really absolutely positively has to be there overnight, Arthur Smith. They need that game. You know, for the longest time, I didn't believe that was Fred Smith's son, Bri. Arturo yes, Smith. It, yeah. I, for, yes, it is. For the longest time, I, well, that was one goofy-looking dude, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it's it's not often that you get to cuss at the opposing coach and then get fired five minutes later. Yes. So, pretty next level, isn't it? Uh, I'd say. Absolutely, without a doubt, next level. So, we got a lot to get into today. And um, one of the things, when Sean uh, stops by, we were trying to connect with Sean. When he, when he jumps on with us, one of the things I'll talk with him about is this Lance Hurd kid. Plus the uh, young guy from um, Temple. Well, let's start right now. Sean's just popped in with us on this Wednesday. Senko, let's start here. Uh, your thoughts on the cornerback, CB, from Temple, who was a freshman All-America one year, his first year, and then last year was an all-league selection in the AAC. Uh, I know that the portal rankings, some people have him around 100 in America. And whatever, 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 you can make whatever you want to make out of those rankings. To me, I'm looking to get guys that can help my football team and functional players. I'm not worried about portal rankings. So from that perspective, I think this guy is more than just a practice player. We'll see. I'm not hitching my wagon to him by any stretch, but he's a Philly boy. He's a Philly boy. He likes coffee. He likes coffee. Actually, he's from Baltimore. But he's developing a pretty nice player for Temple, and, and he, this guy deserves an opportunity in the SEC. We'll see if he gets it with the Vols. Sean, your thoughts on McMurray, Jalen McMurray, and then I want to talk to you about Lance Hurd. I don't know a whole bunch about the young man. I, I couldn't find much on on the net, like yep. highlights. Yep. Uh, he, he has some experience. He's been presumably in a weight, uh, strength, and conditioning thing for at least two years uh he understands the college game uh, so right there you're doing well uh second of all he is a body and i don't mean that in a bad way we need these guys um, yep. uh, what a lot of people don't realize is you need people to run practice and yep. you're not going to get improvement in your office in your wide receiver room if you're if they're going man-on-man man against a bunch of walk-ons. Uh, remember, you only get you get 85 scholarships, but you there is a cap on the number of total players you can have. I don't know if it's 115 or what it is. So, you know, the the, the better depth you get, um, plus all, you know, you got to have, if, if you have two or three quarterbacks, you can't just wear out your receivers and the DBs or else your wide receivers, I mean, your quarterbacks don't get enough work. So, there are things uh, that we need there. That doesn't mean he can't be a good one. He's obviously got length. He's got some experience. Yep. Uh, you've gotten rid of seven or eight guys uh, that I kind of like that as well because the um, I, a couple things here. One is roster management. Um, there is no doubt about it. Uh, you can't. It's not like Xbox or whatever the popular gaming system is now. Uh, you have to be able to make some decisions. Uh, we need a guy here. Uh, we've had a guy. We don't think he's going to get better. We're not 
going to pay him X money, so he may go somewhere else, Louisville, uh, South Florida, Central Florida, whatever it is. Uh, those are decisions that just have to be made. Um, but you need you need players coming in. Another thing you need is uh, the reason that uh, these offensive linemen are important is because you need these guys to go through spring practice. Uh, it, it, that's that's incredibly valuable to have fifteen practices with learning this system on offense. Uh, what is what what quantity of money does that equate to? I don't know, but uh, it is important because you're going to try to bring in a tackle or a guard in the summer, and then and then try to fit him in. Uh, you know, they they may not be conditioned uh, to perform like that, so. Uh, I think this is a good addition. I can't speak to his quality. Uh, apparently, he has some accolades in the conference, that, and in, 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 uh, as a freshman, that suggests he's, you know, has some potential. Uh, but I like the way we are. Um, I like the way we're out there filling roster spots. Agree. Obviously, the the big swing uh, that Tennessee is about to take and. You know, there's some feeling internally that they feel pretty good about this guy. But, you know, again, I always temper this stuff with a portal because you're dealing with, at this point, you're dealing with savvy athletes that are used to playing the game. Now, in Lance Hurd's case, Lance Hurd is a great example of how much talent is on the LSU roster and will always be on the LSU roster if it's done well there. Uh, since Nick Saban uh, lit the fire there back in the days of Buddy Deliberto. Those of you who are initiated know what I'm talking about. But um, Tennessee uh, and Lance Hurd are a thing. He's been here. Uh, LSU Tiger offensive tackle, number 15 player in the 2023 class, according to 24 um, 7. He was on LSU's roster last year. It looks like he's, I don't know, I don't say use the term blocked, but hey, only so many guys can play, and this is the portal era in a nutshell, because if LSU gets an injury, he would be the first guy they would play at tackle, but they're not going to have that luxury now, just like the Alabamas and the Georgias. These guys are not going to sit around and wait like they once did, which only elevates... The Tennessees of the world, the other schools in the conference and around the country that are chasing him. He had a brief stopover here over the weekend. He's gone to Oklahoma as well. Um, what do you think about him, Sean, as you look at, at this young guy and the opportunity to add him? And do you think he'd get on the field right away for the Vols? I think that he has, obviously, he has the. Um, you know the 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 body and talent resume uh, evidenced by top fifteen in the country. Um, he has the size. Uh, he has the he has everything you're looking for in a left tackle, and he's available. And he has I don't know how much he's played. He has two or three years of eligibility. That's you know in this day and time that's really irrelevant because apparently mm-hmm. he could transfer again in a month if he wanted to. I don't mm-hmm. know how the thing works. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm only being partly smart Alec uh but you know and if he can come in um I think it I I think it it helps that we have a late entry uh because of this mini term yep but if he can come in I think it's well worth it again I don't understand the the money but another thing that occurred to me is that you know we had some guys from that class 
uh, Addison Nichols, uh, Mo Clipper, they moved on. Yep. Well, the, the, you know, it, it's easy to think the guys like Masai Reddick or Brian Grant or Larry Johnson or some of these other guys, you know, that they're expendable or they're not. Well, in this day and time, those guys are still scholarship athletes. Uh, respectfully, I think they would have a very minimal NIL impact. And they're still, they still part of your culture. Uh, they've been in your weight program, et cetera. You take a look at a guy like, uh, Jackson Lampley. You know, his, his father, Brad, uh, didn't log a whole lot of minutes, uh, while he was a player here. And Jackson, uh, you know, he, he, he may, he played pretty well, but he's been here a long time. So you never know when a kid is going to turn on the light. So having a Brian Grant, having a Masai Reddick, having whomever, Stick around, even if they're on the scout team. Having a scholarship guy on a scout team is not glamorous, and it may be somewhat, you know, eyebrow lifting to other players. But you know, it's a team game, and and if you can get those guys to keep, as you say, growing, marinating, whatever, you just never know. The delight can click on, as you famously say, you're allowed to get better. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so so anyway. Lance Hurd, if you can lock that down, um, you know, I, I think NIL is always negotiable year to year, uh, but you got to have something. And you got to have something. I think you need to go in. I think a guard would be easier to, to transition to, uh, but you need those tackles in there. We'll come back. Watson Brown will join us. The Titans yesterday let um, Vrabel go. What did the Michigan victory teach us? Uh, that's applicable to the Vols. Can Tennessee do what Washington did and ascend uh, in that way? Matt Dixon for tomorrow's blog has a really, really interesting statistical analysis to how close Tennessee was last year to having Washington season this year. The numbers are startling how, um, how much alike they are when you lay them side by side. It's crazy. So, we've got a lot to get to today. Very little time to do that. Of course, Tennessee basketball tonight will be on with Garza Law. Tennessee basketball overtime over at tclub.team. Twitter spaces, uh, Twitch, who fired like half their people yesterday, and then fake book. So, we've got a, a ton, a ton coming at you today. It's a really busy day today. Busy day in my world. I'm doing a couple radio hits today as well and teaching a music lesson tonight. And, you know, hey, it's another day in the life. Brief time out. We continue after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. I was breaking it down scientifically off the air with uh, Wednesdays with Watson Brown, and I love breaking it down scientifically with him because he's just such a good man. And it's always a pleasure to hear his voice. And when I hear him on the TLD Logistics Hotline, I know it is going to be a darn good day. Watson Brown, are you ready for the sub-zero temperatures that are going to invade East Tennessee in the next several days as I welcome you in? I'm sorry, Watson. Hate cold weather. Hate. With a capital hate. Capital H, big time. I hate cold weather. I mean, a high of one, Watson. You know how cold that's going to be like Monday, a high of one? with It's going to snow your way. See, here's a good thing about Knoxville. We've got this little valley here in those mountains, and it kind of keeps us from, which people tell me when they were kids they hated it. But then when you're an adult, you love it. Your kids hate it because they see that weather forecast. And you know these weather forecasters deal in hype, Watson. I would never deal in hype. I only deal in the truth. On never, this never, <laughs> never, never. We don't deal in hype around here. But Watson, you know the the truth is the snow. Um, the older you get, like yesterday, it was a cold rain day. Cold rain day here, and man, I just couldn't warm up yesterday. I was drinking hot tea all day yesterday. Exercised, hit my heavy bag. I just couldn't get warm yesterday. I. I'm with you 100%. I have a son who lives in Florida, and I've, we've got a, a water home, a second home in Alabama. And I've, nice. <laughs> I begged my wife, let's sell that one, and let's get something down closer to, to our son. And she's not a Florida person. So you might have you might be talking to me down way south right now if I had my way out. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I, this zero temperature thing next week, I mean, <laughs> get get. When I saw like a high of one, I'm like, get me out of here. Watson, let's go back to the to the national championship game. And Michigan, there's a there's a quote I want to read you here that somebody sent me. Um, well, you know, let's just talk about the game. You, you, you give me your thoughts on what we saw for Michigan because there are some lessons that I took out of that deal. Um let me throw let me throw a couple lessons at you, and you tell me what you think of these, and let's okay. see if we can add to this list. And and uh, Sean wants to jump in, and we'll talk a little NFL playoffs as well as the tournament's going to be extremely interesting. But Michigan was so good the other night; they were so good all year. Uh, they were scary good at times in that game. The first thing I learned, Watson, is that crime pays. Uh, you know, Harbaugh and his staff were ruthless. They were pretty cutthroat in their pursuit of this championship. And they went out and got that championship, and nothing stood in their way. You know, after 2020, for instance, he was like a 500 coach, kind of fighting for his life there. And he basically flipped staffs, flipped approaches, um, started doing their little advanced scouting system <laughs> that they were doing, and they went and won a national championship. And, and today's day and age, it is what it is. I mean, that's that's one of my lessons I've learned here. I, I don't disagree with that. I think, give him credit, 
right or wrong, and we'll we'll see how far they take the the right or wrong. But give him credit. He got there. He went in with a certain way he wanted to do things, Tony. He saw it wasn't the right way to do it, or it wasn't work, whatever. Figured it out, put a different plan together, and stuck with it. Got a bunch of older kids. You're seeing maybe one of the last ever put a team together, keep them together three or four years, and win a championship. That's the way I was taught. That's interesting. And um, it, you're, you, that may be the last one we see. Um, but that's the way I grew up. That's the way I was taught. I can remember being at Vanderbilt, and it's, you used to get four or five years. And after four or five years, I wasn't winning enough games. After four or five years at UAB, we had back-to-back winning seasons. After four or five years at Tennessee Tech, we won a championship. Um, so now it's two or three years. It's a complete different world, and that's because of the money being thrown around. Everybody, our society, Tony, is a quick fix society, and and becoming more so. And I've always said athletics, especially football, is a mirror image of our society. Football more than the other athletic sports because you put so many people together, got to work together, got to do something together, and uh, that's what I saw. I saw a Michigan team that he put it together. Changed his style of offense to an open pace. Didn't work. Didn't like it. Went back to what he believes in. Won with what he believes in. Old-timey football. And um, the other thing I saw in that game, um, Tony, and I agree with you, I don't – hook or crook, we're going to see how far this goes, what the NC2A does with it. Uh, but he wasn't afraid to take a step straddle that fence a little bit and push the push the limit on what what's legal and what's not. Um, and it won him a championship. The other thing I saw in that game, guys, is there's two ways you dominate games in college football. One is with a quarterback. The second is with a defensive line. Yep. And a defensive line will win over the good quarterback most of the time. And that's what I saw. I saw a dominance in quarterback the game before at Washington. The kid was unbelievable. Dominated the game himself. I saw a defensive line dominate him in the last game. And quarterback don't win in that deal. I felt sorry for that kid at the end of the game because the truth is there was a fourth down play, and he's got a guy wide open. They have a perfect call, but he hears footsteps. And his, his internal clock is, I've had traffic all over me. I've had people all over me. I've had people diving at me. Uh, and at the end of the game, when he could barely walk, you know, he, his quote, Penick's quote after the game was, look, I just gave my best today, but it just wasn't enough. There was nothing left of that kid at the end of the game, Watson. He could barely no. go out there with four minutes left. He could barely walk no. around. I 100% agree with you, and and I played the position, so I'm a little prejudiced, and and coached it for 40 something years, and and I'm telling you, we're all human beings, and there's a different kind of courage to play quarterback over different positions because, in all your other positions, mostly, sometimes not receiver, but you you can take the person coming at you on, and a quarterback can't do that. He's got to throw through that, and and he can't protect himself in any way if he does his job proper. 
and you're human, and you get hit so many times, and everybody says gunshot. Well, that's exactly right, but it's a human thing. You can't keep getting hit like that when you can't protect yourself and not expect to get hit that way again, and that's what happens. There's a point a quarterback reaches where he's just been knocked down so many times he can't get past it. And the people say, well, he turns into gunshot. It's not gunshot. It's human nature. I mean, you if you're an offensive lineman going against a defensive lineman, you get the punch as he does. You can protect yourself. You can deliver the blow as much as he does. Quarterback doesn't get to do that. That's why I think it's the toughest place to play and the most courageous place to play, especially when you're that that defensive line on the other side, Tony, is better than your guys. The other thing I found really interesting about the game, Watson, was that this concept of power and finesse, because we see it here, you know, Tennessee's got a got a team, and and you wonder when when they get in that spot with their approach, does it hold up when you play a team like Michigan? If you're able to make your plays and get your plays off, you can boat race a team like Michigan because they're playing football ground in the past, and you're you've got a team equipped to score quickly. What I saw with Michigan though. And it kind of dawned on me late in the season with them, which is why I thought they'd beat Alabama in the playoff, is they took their best athletes, whether it was by design or not. Their best athletes are on defense. Their best athletes are on their front line and in their back four, back four or five. Their, their, their secondary is an NFL secondary. That's what they have. I mean, those kids are – that was unreal what they did to that, um, uh, to that wide receiving core the other night. It was, but it was set up by that defensive line. There were people open, and if Michael had had the time he had in the game the week before, we wouldn't be bragging on the secondary as much. Secondary is only as good as what's in front of them. If you give quarterbacks in college game today time to throw, there is no secondary in the country. If your receivers are solid, there's no secondary in the country that's going to win that battle. And uh, But they had they didn't have time to throw. He's throwing a half a second. That sounds amazing. That he's throwing a half a second earlier than he normally throws. And a half a second messes up all the timing and spacing of everything you do. And that's how precise this game we play is. And uh, that's why I say a defensive line that's dominant is going to win the battle every time. And that's, that's what happened. Michigan, guys, was behind the whole year for 41 minutes. So they got to play their style of football mm. every single game, mm. and that's run and throw those action passes off of the run. They never got caught where they had to win or lose would drop back and throw the ball. They Not in the whole season. That's amazing to think that. But that's how dominant this team was. And, and give them credit. I mean, uh, he played his style. He played what he believes in. If he goes back to the NFL, he's going to do the same thing. And he tried to get away from it when he wasn't first went to Michigan. It didn't work, and he said, "The heck with this! I'm going back what I believe in." And and uh, they're, they're they were the best team in the in the country, bar none. I would love to see them play Georgia because uh, I think that's the other one that's closest to them. And Alabama did take them to to overtime, so I'm not saying they're completely better than everybody, but I do think they're the best team in the country. Yeah, that was the that was the truth. That the the Alabama game is where they trailed there for a while. 
once, one of the few times. They one of the few times. Yeah. But they went down the field doing their stuff to take the lead because they had enough time to do it. Look, their league is, uh, you know, it's hit or miss. The, the teams at the top are really good. The, the, sure. Some of those teams can't play offensively for whatever reason. Uh, I, a guy like you who's an offensive-minded person has to sit there and just watch those games with dark sunglasses on uh, for hope that you don't, uh, you know, something doesn't splash in your eyes. Uh, some of the teams, the way they play, through the midseason, there was a stat. It's like into the sixth game, Michigan didn't allow an opponent to penetrate or run a play from inside their 10-yard line. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was almost a – I could imagine what a farce it was. Uh, that defensive line – Having the answers to the test before they took the test, I mean, let's call it what it is, plus just the raw ability and the way they just shook teams. Um, uh, One other thing, you mentioned this, but this McCarthy kid, not a very good quarterback, it goes, I would have thought that you had to have at least a very good quarterback if you're going to win a national championship. And I think he's kind of an average. I think he's an average guy. I, I don't know where you would rank him if you were to make a list out of the guys of the 120 guys that play, uh, you know, quarterback 130 in Division One football. I would imagine Watson. He would be somewhere like in the 30s to 40s. I mean, he's kind of just a guy. I mean, to me, maybe I'm missing something. Well, what I think he is is he's a playmaker at critical times. He comes up with big plays when you need them. So he has to be on a kind of team like Michigan is. Because they're going to use their quarterback not like Tennessee will. Or not even like, um, well, not like Washington does or whatever. That's not, Michigan's not going to do that with this style of play. It, playing quarterback for Michigan's a little bit like playing quarterback for Georgia back with Herschel Walker. I mean, you don't have to make the plays, but there's going to be critical times you've got to make plays, and that's what the kid does. That's what I give him. Do I put him in the top 20 as a talent-wise quarterback? I don't. But I do in his ability to make plays when he needs to make them. His feet are just good enough to do that, and I think he had success all year long to the point his confidence kept growing, Tony, and he got in these big games late, and he made plays. I can't tell you the number of plays he made in the last drive against Alabama. I mean, he just – and then he finally they're, – they're rolling along. I mean, Washington's defense is not getting enough credit. They they didn't play well early. Two big runs where they got out of gaps and let the, and those tailbacks were Michigan. You give them a space now, you think you're not going to catch them. Uh, but then for about two and a half quarters, they played plenty of good enough to win the game. And the Washington offense couldn't get it going because of that defensive front and secondary, but that defensive front. But I think the kid is a winner if he's used proper, and I think Coach Harbaugh used that kid exactly the way he needed to be used. What's your sense of Harbaugh and what he's going to do? There's talk out there that a couple of former professional athletes, Tom Brady included. By the way, when you're talking about pressure and and – you know, the getting on a Penix for the way he played, or I'm sure Washington fans are on him. And he, here's the deal Brady, when you put pressure on him, wasn't the same guy. 
Peyton Manning, when you put pressure on him, won the same guy. John Elway won the same guy. I mean, down through the years, if if you watch those games, when they get in games where they're getting consistently hit and hit from all different places, none of those guys functioned well. So it isn't like uh, this guy is anything to be ashamed of. But let's let's move along here. Apparently, Brady and uh, the guy that used to play shortstop, Derek Jeter, who's from Michigan, they're putting a couple hundred million dollars, apparently, together to keep this coach at Michigan. You know, Watson, my sense is I don't think it's even about money with him. I just think he's done what he's done there. And to me, if he were smart, he'd move on. What do, what do you think? I think he's going to. Uh, winning this thing and and the love he's now getting that he didn't get for a long, long time at Michigan – uh, and now he's getting as hard to walk away from, so it may have slowed the process down. But I can't see him staying. I don't know. I know his dad uh, would love for him to stay, I think. I don't think he wants both his sons competing against each other again. And So he may have some family that don't want to leave, but I just think he will. And, and there's still a lot of cloud with the NC2A hanging over him. And does he want to fight that? And, I don't think he was thrilled with what the what the Big Ten did to him uh, during the year, and so I believe he'll go. But I think it made it a lot harder when he won that championship. Yeah, and what's interesting is because you were humans, you know. What's interesting yeah, is so. now all of a sudden he's getting his flowers. Yeah, and he's going to walk away when he has his flowers. But the truth is, if he goes out next year. And they have a little bit of a rebuilding year. And uh, the guy that looks like Butch Jones with a beard at Waxham at the end of the year with Ohio State, the fans are going to be all over him. Yeah, and, and the other thing, John Smart. And he, I don't think he's ready to jump into that quick fix mode. And that's what you got to do now. You cannot build. We've talked about this with you before, but you can't build it anymore because you, you have players leave. you got to replace them. You can't. He had very few leave. He was able to keep this group together. They got close. They've been there a couple of times. They won three straight um, conference championships. So this is a close bunch, and they stuck together. A lot of them could have left for the NFL last year and didn't. And so that's what happened. But can he do it that way anymore? I don't think so. I don't think anybody can win the old-timey way anymore. I think it's an impossibility you're going to have to go to the transfer portal more than you want to. And uh, I'm not sure he's willing to do that. Watson to the college game. The Vols are, they have a couple of openings on their offensive line in the portal. And you're talking about, you know, the concept of patchwork, and which is Michigan hasn't really had to um, mm-hmm. live in that world, but, but they're going to uh, going forward. Everybody, as you say, is going to Georgia and Alabama are living in that world. Yep. Indicative of this is there's a kid from LSU right now uh, who was a top 20 type player last year um, in his recruiting class who um, looks like he's going to be locked out of a spot, a tackle, offensive tackle, and the Vols are on him, Oklahoma's on him, who, who, else, who knows who else is on the young man. Um Tennessee, I don't want to say they're having trouble, but it's not as smooth as fans and boosters would like in terms of filling the role, uh, filling some of these holes. Now, granted, they've gotten involved with some pretty high 
level guys. They're not settling, so to speak. So is it tougher in Heupel's offense to attract offensive linemen when the time comes, or should that not be a consideration? I'm talking about style of play. Uh, I'm talking about what's expected of an offensive lineman when they play for Tennessee. No, not not at all. Tennessee is a run-first team, and that's what they're going to be. He will never get away from trying to be as close to 50-50 as he can possibly be. But his style is dictated by the defense more than he dictates it in what he does. And uh, you can go back and run two tight ends and power game like Michigan does, and you get to do the dictating if you're good enough. You've got to be good enough to do that. Uh, Tennessee's way is like a lot of teams' way in today's world. Uh, the other thing, Tony, everybody in the country is running the same four or five running plays, which is so different in college football than I've ever seen it in my life. I grew up, here's the wishbone, here's the split back beer, here's the eye form. Everybody's doing something different. And now, pretty much everybody is running the same plays just out of different formations. It's about five different running plays. And Tennessee's no different. And so, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. What I think is happening with these offensive linemen, in my opinion, money's being thrown around. Not all of them. Some are leaving just because they don't, they're not in the top five or whatever and young and want to play quicker. But a, a lot of them are leaving for money. And these guys don't get paid the same way those receivers and quarterbacks get paid and defensive linemen. It's a little bit like the NFL. And I think you're going to start seeing the tackles get paid. These good tackles are playing one place, and you say, why in the world would he leave here? Why would he leave Oklahoma? Well, he's leaving for money, and I can't blame him. But that's what's going to happen. The linemen are going to start getting paid more, and I think some of these guys are challenging that pay me. You know, there's no question that's true. And and Tennessee has the money, which is kind of the confounding thing about it. Yep. But but the thing that you're left with as a fan is so does Oklahoma, so does Texas, so does Ole Miss, so does the way I understand it, Watson, the way it's starting to work is it's starting to mirror the NFL game, talking to people that are – Absolutely. Around this NIL deal. So the, the, the positions that are drawing the most money in the, in these, in the open market right now are these rush ends, mm-hmm. uh, these top corners, these, uh, top tackles, and these quarterbacks. Uh, and, and the kid that let, just left Ole Miss, apparently the Judkins kid, it was a real blow to Lane. I mean, they had like a top five type team for next year, and he's a real key playmaker for them. And he leaves. And Watson, apparently that kid told them, I'm expecting to get a million dollars in the open market. And he, I understand he got like less than half of that from Ohio State because he got out there and realized he got some bad counsel. Um, but they're not paying for running backs. In our day, running backs were the cat's meow, man. Come on now. Yeah. That would have been position number one you'd have paid. Yeah, but what's the NFL do? Nothing. They ignore those Henry guys. Complaining about why are we not paying running? Backs? That's right. They ignore them. This. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, because it, 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 it's hard for one to make it the whole year, and so you're going to have to have a bunch of them. And so they're just saying, well, we don't want to just pay one. We'll pay to have two or three really good ones, which Tennessee has. And uh, they've had really good backs a lot since Josh has been there, and and more than one. 
and don't play one all the time. They'll they'll roll them in and out. Now they don't roll them in and out by plays. They roll them in and out by series because they don't want to be substituting to slow their style down. <clears throat> don't see that changing. And I think Junkins is going to be the perfect example of it. There's no doubt he left for money. No doubt. He left for money, and I'm sure he was disappointed in what he got. But he's at a place that he can do exactly what he did at Ole Miss, maybe even better. Uh, I know, even right? better than Ole Miss. So I don't think it's a bad thing for him, but I think he, he set the standard for running backs. I think you're exactly right, and the rest of them better watch it. Because if Ohio State, who's one of the better paying bunches in the country right now, if that's what they pay, that's about what you're going to get, the highest you're going to get. Breaking it down scientifically, it's Wednesdays with Watson Brown, and he's our guy, and I love having him on. And uh, Sean Sinclair, jump in here with the great Watson Brown. Hey, Coach, great to have you again here on a Wednesday. Uh, my question to you is um, these college coaches are making a lot of money, and um, they bring in a lot of money, frankly. And, and as you said, it's all changed. You're going to have to adjust your roster on the fly. I want to take a look at it from the other side because this hasn't really been a part of the equation. If I'm a, if I'm somebody of wealth and I'm putting a couple million dollars in a year, whatever I'm doing there, um, I've been pretty successful at what I've been doing in the past to come up with this money. I would expect a seat at the table uh, when you're going over your recruiting lists uh, or you're not getting my money, frankly. Um, that's something that the coaches haven't really had to deal with. I mean, I, I occasionally with a booster here and there, uh, and the AD seems to be less important in these decisions now. Your thoughts on that with these big money billionaires, perhaps at times, calling the coach exactly, saying, hey, I'll give you the money for this guy, but not for that guy. Um, I'm tired of this guy. No, you're not using my money here. I don't, I don't like his attitude. Good point. That whole dynamic that's going on now, and the, and the second thing is, uh, I agree with you on Michigan. Uh, I was late to that one, but I also think that Michigan was given a big favor uh, by this us versus them. The whole you're gonna you're gonna pick on our coach, suspend him for six games. We're gonna show you because twenty some years ago, I remember sitting in front of Jackie Sherrill and him talking about how. The best coaches can get their players up three or four times a year at, at red line speed. The rest of the time, you just have to out athlete them. Michigan had the Michigan had the luxury of every day being given, if you want to call it bulletin board material, uh, NCA us against them. Your thoughts on those two things, Sean? I think you're dead on. I'll take the last one first and. That doesn't happen unless you've got a mature, deep football team like Michigan had and had a bunch of leaders on that team. And I think what happened is, honestly, the players took over that team. And uh, they knew they were going to have their coach gone, and then all of a sudden he's gone again, (laughs) twice in one year. And that team took over, and they got motivated by it. And never lost that. I heard it even the week of the championship game, the things that they were saying. And and uh, nobody has believed we could get here because of all we've been through. And and we've choked before. And we've lost our coach. And But you can't do that without a mature, deep football team. 
and a mature D football team with some big time leaders on it. And uh, but I do think you're right, and and um, Michigan is uh, is kind of the exception to that. I don't, I just can't see that happening again like that because I don't think you're going to see teams that stick together long enough to become that close. You're building teams in a year now instead of in a, a year, instead of a, a three or four year deal. And uh, it'll never happen again, in my opinion. So everything we saw with Michigan is pretty neat, especially to us old-timers. And uh, and that's kind of sad mm-hmm. to say that, but that's exactly what I think. The second thing is I 100% agree with you. What you're doing now is you're getting these boosters. The ones that cheated big time in the old days, the boosters were close to the program because when they're giving that kind of money, they wanted to be. Everybody wasn't doing that. Now everybody's doing it. And look out! Anytime you got boosters in locker rooms, and I'm being facetious, but that close to a program and wanting to, these, I've been around a bunch of money guys. Not all of them, not all of them to say the least. But been around a bunch of money guys in my time, and when they give the money, they want to be involved. They want to have a little say here and there, and you can't blame that. That's that's the way the world works. And but what's going to happen is you're right. My guy's not getting the ball enough. Uh, the egos of these guys will get involved, and I think to the point they're going to pull out. They'll pull out, and I think you're starting to see that now. No, I'm not giving you anymore. This ain't good enough. I'm giving you two million dollars, three million dollars, and this is um, this is the number of games you're winning. Uh-uh, I'm done. Or how about this how, how about this scenario, right? They come to a coach and they say, hey, we don't like this guy on your staff. Change yeah. him. And, and the head coach has to look at them and go, uh, no, that's just not how that's going to work. I mean, I, I can't. Because if you set that precedent, if you let those guys move your coaches around, you, you, at that point, you're just done. I mean, you're cooked. Well, as an AD, you, I've been one twice, and you yeah. fight that with big-time people. The big-time people giving the money come in. I want him gone. I want the head coach gone. And, well, do you give in? Do you really believe he should stay? Do you fight it? Now it's getting down to the coaches. Assistants, that's right. It's getting that's right. down now, and it's going to even get down to assistants, players. That's right. Style of play. Yeah. I mean, so many things are going to come involved, and – and that's why I just don't see a good light at the end of the tunnel with all this. It's somewhere along the way, guys, it's got to blow up some way and then slow down, calm down, and come up with a way to put everything together like the NFL. Right now, the free free agency in the NFL is it's controlled. It's regulated. We have yep. none in college football. Yep. It's it's ever six months. It's ever six months now people can leave. So it, it's just, they sooner or later, all this will come to a head. I don't think it's tomorrow, though. I think it's going to take some time. <laughs> and in the meantime, these coaches who are making, like, like a hypo's richly rewarded for it. Like I was talking, we were, we've been talking about this. Developing behind the scenes is some of these big money guys are giving him grief about his offensive line coach. And, yeah. and they're, and, and people think, well, you know, that can't be going. I bet you that's going on. I don't know this. I do know it's going on at Tennessee, but I would bet you that that's going on on most campuses. That that that, that a group of boosters decide, hey, this guy right here is the reason for our problems, 
and you need to do something about him, you know. And the coach is sitting there going, "What do you What do you want me to do?" What's our society like in today's world? Well, you it's said quick it. Fix, quick fix, quick, quick fix. fix, quick fix, quick fix. Yep. And so they're going to leap quicker than that coach yeah. is. And you and I and, both um, know. Well, Watson, one other thing. You said this. So you, you introduce this, okay? And Sean knows this too because he knows the ins- the inside of this thing. Back in the day when you quote unquote cheated for a player, okay? When you go mm-hmm. whatever you did, it was a few thousand dollars. Now we're talking what, what about today. yeah. Now we're talking about on these rosters fifteen to twenty million dollars to build it to build one of these teams. So if that kind of money is now throwing been thrown around back then, it was fun money. Now it's well, a lot more than fun money. That's that and that and these guys are going to want a voice. You're exactly right. No, it's exa- how would they not? Why would you do that and and not want a voice? There's very, I've had some of those, and some of them have been my best friends for life because they want. They give money and didn't do it. Doing that. the one voice. I love those guys. Yeah, absolutely love those guys, and but they're not many of them, and uh, that's just human nature. Tony and Sean. Sean asked that was a great question, Sean. I'm telling you, and that's where it's going to go, and that's where it's headed. Quick fix. Everything is quick fix, and when you start throwing more big bucks around, you know when SMU got caught. The way they got caught is a guy was getting paid but not working the job. <laughs> That's the way that whole thing started in the Southwest Conference, and I was there. I was at Rice through that, and it defunct the conference. Conference went away over cheating, and now that's not anywhere close to the money being spent, and now it's not even cheating anymore. It's amazing how ahead, things change. Go ahead, Sean. You had a follow-up. Go ahead, man. Yeah, my, Coach, my, uh, my concern here is that – I'd like to see a couple steps forward in this thing is is that I can see a, a place somewhere where this NIL money almost turns out to be a personal services contract with the coach or the coaches, meaning, hey, coach, uh, hey, this is uh, uh, Sean XYZ. We're having a benefit over here. Uh, I'd like you to show up and uh, glad hand a little bit. Well, I, coach, I don't, that's not part of my thing. Well, you know, if you want that offensive lineman, that's a very slippery slope. And, and people may be thinking, well, uh, you know, that's not the way. It, let me tell you what, that is the way it works. When a rich man's wife says, I need a guy over here to sign autographs, he's making a call. That's exactly right. Sean, you're dead on. That's been going on forever, forever. but it's getting a lot worse. Yep. There's been many times that I've been asked to go do something through the places I've been, and you had to go. You had to go. You had to figure out a way to make sure you went. And and now, so that's been going on. But now, the money that's being thrown around for so many different things, whether it's a coach's salary, whether it's a player's salary, if you want to call it that, whether it's a building that you're building, and there's so much money being thrown around now that mm-hmm. all it's doing is giving more power to the money people but that's been the, our way of the world forever. That's society. It's been that way forever, and now it's deep into athletics. George Plaster used to call those people the one or two owners, <laughs> and now you got about five or six of them. And it might be more than at, that. At all these schools, time. yeah. Might even be more than and, that. And you know the saying, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it's it's very hard to make a meal when you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And People, when I yeah. say they're giving our coach a, a grief about his offensive line coach, some people don't want to believe that, and that's fine. They can believe what they want. To, I have no reason. 
I have no reason to make that up. There's no, there's nothing in that for me to make that up. I'm just talking about it in real time, and it is a, um, I don't even know, is it a distraction? I don't know what it is, but it's another impediment that these coaches have to navigate now that did not come with the package five years ago. It just didn't. No, it came with the AD. The AD had to handle that stuff. Yeah, he was the grief guy, right? He was the grief guy. Yeah. And every once in a while, I might get it as a coach where the guy's given decent money, walks in and says, man, are you sure you want to keep this guy? But it wasn't an ultimatum. Right. And now That's they're what giving so much money, it's turning into ultimatums. Right. And uh, don't think Tennessee is has got the You're talking about some wanting the offensive line. That's everywhere. Everywhere. I everywhere. Agree with Tennessee yeah, I don't have the – don't have that down pat. I mean, that's every school is dealing with that. I every school. Now, it don't happen as much on the FCS down level, but it does happen. Uh, but the FBS level, especially Power Fives, uh, man, everybody's getting antsy, and it's created antsy because of the way you recruit now, and that's just opened the door to where these guys say, "You can fix something a lot quicker than you used to. Fix it." Fix it. Instead of yeah. backing up and saying, That's okay, right. I know you got it a couple of more years. Keep working at it, and we're, I can fail. We're getting there. Keep going. Well, no more of that. It's now fix it, and I mean fix it this year. Like like we had visitors on the week, over the weekend. I want these guys committed, and I want them committed now. Well, yeah. well, wait a second. Oklahoma wants them. Texas wants them. Texas A&M wants them. Ole Miss wants them. Everybody has money. We're all in the same league. I mean, come on now. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, let's get real here. Uh, who was it? Somebody a couple days ago in here said, they're going to get guys. Uh, my guy X, my, my recruiting guy, he says, Tennessee's going to get, they'll get quality players, and they'll, and they'll develop them. You know, they'll, they'll get quality guys. Uh, Watson on the way out. Brian Hartman's got something for you. Go ahead, Brian. What is your take on the NFL first weekend? Who do you see? Do you see any road teams going on the road and getting wins? You talk about cold weather. Miami has to go to Kansas City where the high might yep. really be one degree when they kick off. How is that affecting – how might that affect them? And just who do you think comes through let's this go, weekend? Let's go through the games, Watson. You ready? The Browns, yeah. the Browns yeah. are at the Texans. Who you like? I like the Texans. All right, I love the Texans. I, don't, I just there's something about them. I just Cleveland. I think has been up and down offensively. They're very good on defense. Yep. Uh, but I'm I'm taking the Texans in probably the closest game of the weekend. That's going to be a hell of a game. That's a uh, 4:30 Eastern start time on Saturday. The night game, which is over on Peacock, for those who are uh, what's so- going on with the NFL doing that? For God's sakes, I don't, I can't figure that out. There's got to be a lot of money involved in Peacock. You got it. The OJ's wrote about it. It's called for the love of money. Dolphins on the road at the Chiefs. What do you think? No chance. No ch- <laughs> Steelers at no the chance. Bills. Even with kill. Let's do the no chance yeah, thing again. No you ready? Chance. Let's tell Lamb Weirdo the bad news. One o'clock Eastern on Sunday. Steelers Bills, coach. Close game. Really? But, but Bills. All right. Packers Bills. Packers Cowboys, four thirty start. The Cow- Cowboys have been averse to playing good football at this time of the year. What do you think? I think they're gonna show out in this one. Uh-oh. They're going to get that off their back, Uh-oh. and I think they'll get the Packers pretty good. Tony Basilio is going to have the Cowboy fans on him on Monday. Maybe Are even you taking on... the pack? 
I can't stand Dallas, Coach. It's in my DNA. You're being personal. And I, you, you better believe this is personal. <laughs> the Rams and Lions, 8 o'clock Eastern start, uh, which is a very attractive football game. The Rams have really caught fire here down the stretch. Yeah, I think the Lions will be lucky to win. I'm picking them, but I'm telling you, they didn't get a good draw. You bringing Stafford back to Detroit? Whoa. He is going, and then you you come out and say we're not selling his jerseys at the game. God. Why would you do that, for God's sake? I love some hatred, and then finally, oh, my he e- loved the place. My he, Eagles, he and his wife loved the <laughs> he, he place. Didn't I leave, think that was going to be hard on the lines. My Eagles started ten and one, guys, and they have absolutely folded it up they got blown out by that new york bunch over the weekend which is when you lose your last two games badly to arizona and new york in consecutive weekends the giants you are in bad shape boys and girls eight o'clock eastern start a monday night standalone game the eagles and buccaneers two pretty mediocre teams right now in the nfc who do you like uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. Don't feel good about picking anybody. Uh, the Bucks locker room, I think, is in better shape than the Eagles. Something, something's missing in there, big time, Tony. Something's wrong. They're talking about moving on their head coach on that team. They're to, talking to be playing like that on the way out. They're talking about moving on their head coach, which you know, uh, Jerry Glanville said NFL stands for not for long, and it really does with these coaches these days because these people in these front offices want to want to run these franchises. Well. Here we go. What we've been talking about here. Oh, that's right. The boosters, quick fix. fix It all fits right in, buddy. And here the Eagles were, and they go into the season, and they win it all this year and and had it bad, and they don't give you that extra year. They just don't do it. I think you will be gone. The great Watson Brown, finally on the way out, your thoughts on the deal with the Titans yesterday that kind of a lot of people think came out of nowhere. People that were following it, it didn't come out of nowhere. But uh, from your perspective, who's more to blame? Is it Vrabel, who apparently doesn't get along with people, or is it the Titans who do knee-jerk things? What do you think? I, I, I think Mike is Mike, and I think he – I've said all along, the only one up in this area that has said it, I don't think he was far letting John Robinson go as the GM. I don't. And uh, everybody else says he was. I don't. And I think since they brought the new guy in, it hasn't worked. And he's a the one thing I love about Mike Rabel, Tony, he's an honest guy. He's going to tell you what he thinks, 100%. He don't sugarcoat it. And I think he let it be known. He wasn't happy. And I think the split was created by him. Now, if they'd gone eleven and six instead of six and eleven, I don't think it would have happened. They'd have figured out a way to try to hang on. But Mike feeling the way he does, I think the owner said I've had enough and and Mike will have a job within two weeks, in my opinion. I would I'd I'd take him in Philly in a heartbeat. I think he's a yep. heck of a coach. He would. Man. He'd he'd fit perfect in Philly. He'd be a great hire in Philly. Unbelievable. but but the problem he would have there is you've got a GM and an owner that literally want to run the show. And I don't see a guy like that doing that. No, Mike's not. Mike's not. Now, he don't want to do it all, I don't think. But he wants to be able to do what, let me do my piece. And when they benched Ryan Tannehill, I'm not sure Mike Vrabel was for that. When they fired their special teams coach in the middle of the season, that's not Mike Vrabel's way. He's never done that before. I don't think he was for that. And I'm not so sure that all that led to where he just raised 
enough cane that he's gone. Watson Brown, you're the man. Thank you, brother. Have a great week. Batting down the hatch. Let's get ready for this uh, cold snap. I'm thinking about you every minute I breathe when that comes in. (laughs) Take care. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys, Sean Brown. Good to talk to you all. Yes, sir. The great Watson Brown who tells me, Tony, I like being on your show more than playing golf, which is a scary thing. He appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline, boys and girls, online at tldlogistics.com. We come back. We take calls. I want to hear from you, 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 and you. We've got folks that want to talk. Sean Sinclair's in the house. Brian Hartman's here. we got another uh, hour or so to play because tonight we're doing post-game duty. So if you want to get on, get on, and let's chop it up as we continue on a Wednesday. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. So I was just uh, visiting with a source on this deal, this LSU lineman. And this is an interesting little situation here. Um, and, And what's interesting is that the thought was, Tennessee internally thought, when he came in, that, that this kid's going to end up at Ole Miss. Because that was a signal he gave them. And then Tennessee has kind of up their, up their offer to him and made him almost a priority. Which kind of speaks to the principle of the moment here. Old Robert Plant. Uh, release back in the 80s but the principle of the moment here is is that you got to make this thing count and you want these guys on campus like sean said it's pretty important to get a guy like that on your campus and now you know uh, you don't want to have to wait till after the spring to add to your alignment and tennessee's got a window here most most schools. Now, Mississippi State's not one of them, ironically enough, because their students won't be back for the game tonight. 
But a bunch of schools around the conference have already their semesters cranking back up. Tennessee has the luxury of having till the last week in they got like another two weeks basically to play with here. And there are a bunch of players in the portal, as X wrote yesterday. There's still a lot of guys out there to kind of choose from, play with, what have you. So, but Cinco, they feel pretty good about him. They feel pretty good about that young man. And uh, that would be um, that would be a great get for the Vols. And I'm talking about offensive tackle Lance Hurd. Well, you, you got to, you know, it, it's... It's interesting as you were talking to coach, uh, just a moment ago. It's everything is so immediate these days. I don't blame anybody for it. everything is immediate. The take is immediate. The, the opinions, the media is immediate. Uh, the emotion is immediate, et cetera. And so you were talking about Glenn Ellerby. Well, you know, I don't know about hocus pocus pro focus or whatever. Um, but if you're asking what do you want? an offensive line to do, well, you want them to provide for a running game. Okay, well, we're, we've been pretty darn good in three years. You want them to relatively protect a competent quarterback. Well, they, they've, been, they've been okay. You want to attract uh, good players to come in here. Um, if you take a look at this high school class this year, pretty darn good. Previous two years, perhaps not. Um, but there are other things in play there. I'm not carrying water for Glenn Ellerby. Uh, you want a guy that understands your offense, and you want a guy that's loyal, et cetera. So I kind of get what everybody's saying uh, because of the immediacy. But, you know, I can recall after after – Phil Fulmer left as being offensive line coach. Mike Berry had a nice little run a little bit. But other than that, if you go Harry Hestad, and Harry did okay with the Bears and then with the Notre Dame, um, and Samet Pittman, he did okay here. and he, he did. Everyone's going to do good at Georgia. Hell, Matt Luke was a good coach at Georgia. That should tell you everything you need to know. Will Friend. What was the guy's name Jimmy from Florida? Ray, what was the guy's Jimmy name? Jimmy Ray Stevens. That was a bad hire. Yeah, but, but 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 the point being that all of the none of those guys could reenact the Tennessee Valley Authority of, of of yesteryear. Yes. So you know there is something about this that um, everybody wanting to fire him again. I am not carrying water for him. I don't know him. Never met him. Uh, I've seen pictures, so I could pick him out of a lineup, but that's about it. Um, and and the. It seems to be the case for most people's opinion that the off the the position coach recruits the kid. No, the the position coach signs off on it and then gets involved. But it's usually uh it's usually a coach usually handles a territory at first, and then it's a team approach. So I just be careful what you wish for because um, if he's not one of uh, the best, I don't know who you're looking at that we've had in the past twenty five years. As an offensive line coach, you know, uh, might their approach to getting linemen sort of be the portal more because it seems like they don't develop their own players they recruit that they've done better with Darnell Wrights of the world. So if you get players in here from the portal, you they're already developed. But yet again, that you run the risk of 
an offensive line not being cohesive or gelling together. And that's been kind of a knock. But the truth is, that's going to be college football going forward for most teams. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like Watson Brown just said, the thing that Michigan Bunch had over that other team, that other team built their built their team through the portal. Michigan built their team. Those guys all were together, solid as a rock, did their thing, did their thing, did their thing, came out on top. So, um, and he thinks that's the last time you're going to see that. And he might be right. He might well, I'd be like right. I'd like to discuss what you talked about. You, you were talking finesse versus power. Mm-hmm. And maybe I inferred it wrong, but the implication was that should we be finesse versus power? Well, the... Let me tell you what, Alabama and Georgia approved, if you're going to go power, you better be the most powerful. Because the most powerful will beat a lesser powerful team every time. Every If that's your game and you're going up against that, yeah. certain things can happen. So, you know, I would suggest to you that the only reason Washington was where they were was because of what you call finesse. I agree with that. I, I, and and that's what was interesting because my belief coming into the season was the game of college football has changed so much that there wasn't a place for power. But if you're going to play, if you're going to be power, like you said, you better be power. Like Michigan blew them off the line of scrimmage, just like they did to Alabama. That defensive line from Michigan destroyed Alabama, and it destroyed that Washington team. And the thing about Washington was nobody did that to them all year, and they played in a pretty good league. The interior of their line was getting folded up the other night, just folded up, and that just hadn't happened all year for them. So, but I agree with you. But I do think they had a motivation performance-enhancing drug, meaning just like uh, uh, when Notre Dame, I mean, excuse me, Nebraska just waylaid us when Osborne was leading. Um they just had extra motivation. Uh, you know, if you, if you take a look at what are the power statistics in football, well, I think you'd have to say running, uh, and Tennessee's been pretty good at that uh, relative to the to the competition. If you say it's stopping the run, we've been pretty good at that. You, you could make the argument that when people are throwing for 400 yards a game, you don't really need to run, and I would agree with that as well. But also, what you know, Tennessee's been pretty darn good against the competition would tackle for loss and sack. Uh, and now as we add more people, so what you're saying is you have, or what Coach was saying is defensive line. Well, defensive line is for disruption. And we are collecting people, albeit not interior guys right now, but with the collection that he has, uh, Garner has, and these pass rushers, you get some D, you get some DBs in that can cover more than a half a second. Tennessee could be looking at a you know a pretty significant increase in uh, defensive production. No doubt about it. Let's go to the phones. Matt Matt's belief, Matt Dixon's belief, is that Tennessee's secondary is ultimately what's going to decide and their level of secondary play whether or not they're going to be a playoff team during the Nico era. He, he believes that. So, well, I, you you got you got to get some better linebackers in there. Well, that's the truth. Let's go to the phones. They're the, they're the, that, that's what holds the front and the back together. You cannot have linebackers just running around with their heads cut off. There was you an, can't do it. There was an instinctive play that one of the Washington backers made the other day that was crazy how great it was. It was like um, it was part uh, just feel. It was part preparation. 
there was a whole lot of thinking going on. When that kid was about to zone blitz, or it wasn't even a zone blitz, but the kid was about to blitz, and then he saw out of the corner of his eye, uh, and I believe it was a wide receiver, um, and he just read the play, and he went over and got in the way of it, knocked the ball away. It's one of the prettiest plays I've seen all year. Let's go to the phones. And we'll get our first call in. Hello and welcome. Live on our Wednesday edition. Hi, you're on the air. How you doing, Tony? There he is. Titans, Bill, you've had a day to think about it. You've had a day to reflect on it. And what say you? Well, I think the main reason why I believe he got fired is he's he's been running the team in the ground. That's number one. And number two, I shall not show loyalty toward coaching staff. That's the thing that got Philip Fulmer in trouble, and that's the thing I believe that got Frable in trouble. That's how I look at it. So you think he? They had a meeting. He didn't want to change his coaches. Is that what you understand occurred there? That's what I think. There's no. Yeah, th- I yeah. would take Mike Vrabel for my Chiefs today. I love. I love. Uh, I think he's that good of a coach. I, I love know, Mike Vrabel. Andy Reid's Andy Reid now, as Tony will attest, because of Patrick Mahomes. But uh, I take Vrabel anywhere, anytime, any team. I think he's a great head coach. Yeah, he's not going to last, Billy. So who's your next coach? What are some of the names, Bill? I, you know, when I had a nice little fireside chat with you uh, yesterday, I'll tell you who my pick would be. Josh Heupel. Now, call me crazy if you want to, Tony, but can he, can he, can he coach in the NFL? I believe he can. Can he coach in the NFL? I believe he can. Uh, who is that? Say it again. Josh Heupel. Oh, Bill, come on. Somebody else said that to me yesterday, to which I said, come on, y'all. Get, let's get over our myopia here. Cinco, do you think Josh Heupel could coach in the NFL, yes or no? Well, I don't know. He's never done it, but, jeez, uh, I'd... I'd I'd call anybody that would take Heifel over Mike Vrabel an abject fool. I mean, it's two different types of football. He manipulates the long hashes, the wide hashes in college football with his offense. I don't know if that works on the pro level. I don't know. Uh, I do think he's got a pro mentality in the way he deals with players. Um, unlike a lot of college coaches, but a lot of college coaches are having to change the way they deal with these guys since it's a year-to-year basis now. College coaches don't have the stick to swing at people anymore. I think the I think the Patriots just played this perfectly because they get they wait around they get Vrabel to be fired so they don't have to pay uh, the Titans any compensation. Mm-hmm. And I think they I think they'll hire him. We're gonna see what happens. All right, on another note, here's from what I understand. I'll tell you, the Titans is interested in going after that uh, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, that Ben Johnson. And, and of course, Carolina wants him, too. I would have, I would give Ben Johnson a little advice. 
don't lose your head for something besides a hack, meaning I don't want you working for David Tepper. Brian, if you had a choice, would you rather go to Carolina or would you rather go to the Titans? That That's almost like asking you right now. Um, that's almost like, Brian, asking you if you'd rather have a cold or a fever at this point in the NFL. I would think long and hard about hoping an option C pops up somewhere. It seems like the owner makes some knee-jerk reactions and out of emotion. Yep. And the GM comes out and says, "Well, I don't. We're going to have to hire a head coach before we know what our direct, what the direction of the franchise is." What does that even mean? You never. I mean, kind of quote they is don't that? Have a direction. But yeah, what kind of quote is that? That would concern me if I'm a Titans fan. The truth is, in professional sports, the geeks in the front office all want to run the deal now, and the and the people on the field are window dressing. I mean, Nick Sirianni, how, how could some of these kids, this kid that got hired by the Chargers, how could some of these kids get hired? I mean, that, that kid would be, a, that, that kid was in college ball, that Staley guy, he'd be like a mid-level assistant. I mean, look at how young some of these guys are. Well, look at the Dolphins coach. And it's because they're controllable. That's That's the whole deal. If you deal with a Jim Harbaugh, you're not Howie Roseman going to be telling him who he's playing and who he's not. It's not going to work. Yeah, this morning I was listening to a few minutes of uh, of Ramon, Ramon, Kayla, and Will. The big ragu, as we call him in my household. Yeah. It, uh, I sure heard nothing but a pros and cons on, on this where was where was Lamone Foster on it? Was he for it or against it? Getting rid of uh, this coach? Uh, it was hard. Ah, it makes him good at what he does. It was hard for you to distinguish. And Bill, thank you. That was a very insightful call by you. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Welcome Hello? in. Okay, hold on. But oh my god. Yeah, go for it. Um, Tony. Yeah, hi. Hey, Tony. How you doing? That's uh, Chris here. Good to talk to you, Chris. Uh, Always good to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, so uh, you guys were... I, I first wanted to let you know that my, my mother was very happy about the Titans. And, uh, you know, sorry, Brian, but she said better luck next time. God, but, uh, so next level, Brian. But, uh, yeah, and she's 88, too. So Nice. Well, we yeah. want her to smile a little bit. That's good. Yeah, but uh, but no, no hard feelings, Brian. But yeah, so um, I was trying to get on there um, the other day. Uh, you guys were talking about you know if Nico would probably go two years or or whatever. And you know, I really honestly, I have to go with with Bino on this. I mean, I think I think the guy honestly is that he's from a different breed. You know, um, I really don't believe that. I think he wants a national championship. You know, now granted, if he gets into okay, yeah, but I, I think he might even pull a, th- a third year if 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 it meant. You know, he had a chance to get it. Um, so I just, I just think he would be a different breed. I don't really think that uh, all this pulling one way or the other or how much money. I mean, he's already got enough anyways at this point. So I don't really think that really matters to him. I think it's just all about, you know, Tennessee. He wants to make a, you know, an um, impression, you know, uh, kind of like Manning, I guess, did back in the day. Hey, Cinco, so, I, will, uh, I will install the over-under on Nico. At 2.0 seasons, are you going over or under that? I, I, I said I will go over. If you You're going over. Two. I'm asking Sean. Sean, what do you think? 
I'm going over. Uh, you, there's so many things. Uh, uh, his slight build uh, it would be uh, vulnerable to injury. Um, don't know if we, I mean, the I assumption is he's going to set the world on fire next year. Don't know about that. Uh, so we'll, we'll so I'm just, I think the safe play is over. Nice. That's surprising. Yeah, I do believe. And the other thing I want to throw out there, you guys are talking about linemen, and I, I really, I really think that, all right, what would you guys classify Cooper? Would you, would you classify him as power or finesse? He's just a solid player. Okay, solid player. He can do both, right? Yeah, he's a solid player. Good, very good exactly. center. Perfect exactly. center for this offense. I think that that's really what they're trying to go towards anyway. Um, you know, yes, they got to have a little bit of power, but see, they need to get back to the to the second level constantly. And, you know, not nothing against the guys that left and all that good stuff. I'm sure they're good people, and you guys had good reasons why they might have left and, and whatnot, you know, money, and, and then they were going to go somewhere anyways and blah, blah, blah. But I think, honestly... You, you, to play in his offense really, really well, you're going to have to be able to do both. And because of the scrambling, you know, that he's going to also leave out there, you need to be able to get out with him. And you also need to be able to get to the second level. And we don't really go, like, over the center very often, you know, or, or just off left guard or, or right guard, um, you know, off the off the you know inside uh, shoulders. I mean, we're, we're mostly just off the tackle, to the outside. So, um, anyway, that's just my take on it. But um, I just think they're they're looking for a new caliber. It's hard to get. Like you said, mentioned, uh, I think it was uh, a couple days ago, you were talking about just hard to get, you know, really good ones. And to fit, I think, uh, that kind of style anyways. But uh, I think that's what they're trying to, you know, lean towards. Thank you, my so, brother. Good talking to you. That The guy from LSU would be a great place to start. The issue, well, Tennessee's running game, Watson Brown said something interesting, which is most of these teams are all running – um, the same kind of stuff. It's just out of different offenses, and that is very true. That is extremely true. I find that to be an accurate statement. So, and the Vols, there's so much open running room in their offense when it's clicking. When they get the pace going and get it get it sped up a little bit, and that's why the bowl game looked like that. I think that makes the running game a lot easier. And they had a patchwork offensive line out there. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. TLD Logistics phone line. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Shepardo. Welcome in, Josh. How are you doing? Great uh, Wednesday to you. Wings. Great Wednesday to you. Wings. Hey, Bronnie. Hey, Sean. Hey, Josh. I'm really losing my touch. Let's try this again. Let's go back to our phones on this Wednesday. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony, Josh, you boys. Wings. Hey, buddy. So what's on your um, mind today, uh, brother? What were you saying the other day that Mark and Columba was going to get mad about something about Hugh Freeze or something? Mark and Columbo, <clears throat> yesterday, he just has this fixation for this Freeze guy. Sean, he would not admit yesterday that Hugh Freeze is an excellent play caller when he called the plays at Ole Miss. Now, I, I don't know about Martin Columbo. I can't help Martin Columbo. But Hugh Freeze was a very good play caller when he called the plays at Ole Miss back in the day. Sean, yes or no? I, I'll, I'll give it. I don't recall. I'll give it to you. But I, I, I think that Lane's a better play caller than he is. Oh gosh. And uh, Tony, I think he's obsessed uh, 
with this Ohio State basketball coach too, Mark. Which which one, Bry? Which basketball coach is he obsessed that with? That would be uh, the uh, Holtzman. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Does he like him or dislike him? Are you talking about like him on social media or what? He dislikes him. Okay. Yeah. When Mark but, uh, gets you in his crosshairs, Mark better be careful. That guy's liable to block him on Twitter. He, he could. Yeah, he could. Go Jerry Stackhouse but, on him. Yep. Jerry Tell leads the that. SEC in blocks, Brian. Oh, not, not oh, his team. Yeah. Not That's his right. team, but Jerry does. I got, I got blocked by Stackhouse on Twitter. Did you really? Yeah. What kind of a mental midget coach sits around and blocks people on Twitter? What I mean, what are you doing? One who's like five and ten. So Why far would you care? Missing. Seems like you should be spending more time uh, trying to get your team better. Hello. Hello. But, uh, Old Jeremiah Stackhouse. Tone, have they signed uh, the herd kid yet from LSU? No. But it's uh, looking like it's pretty much a done deal, right? I I don't. I, I've learned with the transfer portal, I'm not saying done deal. Yeah. To me, it's not a done deal until I know they have a done from, deal. From what I've heard, I'm not going to name out my source, but they're wanting heard to play left tackle and switch uh, Campbell over to right tackle. Yeah, and I think Campbell would be amiable to that as well. Yeah. I think he's a better right tackle prospect anyway. Yeah, I agree with that, Sean. Tone, uh, what do you think about the game tonight against Mississippi State? How do you think that could go? You you well, worry about I, that I'm game gonna, tonight? Or I'm going to say I'm going to cite two things, okay? Houston yesterday at Iowa State got beat on the yeah. road. Same kind of thing. Sleepy road game early January. And then Nebraska just put it on uh, Purdue. And, yeah. and 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 that's the reason. Look, if that game was played here, it would be a 9 to 11 point line, like we said in the blog. And it opened at 2 today. And Mississippi State has to have the game. They will get the full-throated attention, that crowd will be pretty into it, although the students won't be there. But they'll have a pretty big crowd. Down to one and a half now. See, it's going to be a very difficult. So people are betting Mississippi State. It's going to be a very difficult game for Tennessee to win. If you were to say to me, are the Vols going to win tonight, I would say no would be my answer. I I would think this is a loss tonight. I mean... Tone, if you really look at it, it's not really a bad loss. No. Mississippi State team, they're a good team. They're going to the tournament. Now, they're projected to be anywhere between a 9 and 11 right now. But if they won that game, this is a game that would jump seed lines for them. It's a quad one win game. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a huge game. And if Tennessee wins, Tennessee will uh, have uh, all of a sudden – uh, they will have the, the benefit of knowing that, hey, we could jump onto the one line now in early January, which is kind of fun to dream about. Yeah. What you don't need, Tone, is back-to-back road losses because if they drop tonight against Mississippi State, they play at Georgia Saturday, and if they drop that game, it won't look good. Georgia game will not be easy. It will absolutely not be easy. Yeah. How is... uh? How is uh, Mikey White doing at Georgia this year? They've won like eight in a row, I think. 
or something like that. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm. They've played well so far. Yep. But yeah, they got Arkansas, Tony. and I think in their building tonight, Arkansas is coming off that thirty-point loss to Auburn. Arkansas has got some real issues. I saw somebody in the Arkansas media write a piece about how the pet, the pieces just don't fit this year for the Hogs. Just not going to happen for them. Yeah, it happens yeah. when you get teams on the fly every year. Sometimes sure. you have a bad batch. Pick up basketball, man. Yeah. And, uh, and how... South Carolina got humbled last night. Yes, they did, Brian. Yeah, they did. But they're still pretty good. Still pretty good. Yep. Tona, out the door, the Toddens could hire anybody from uh, Jimmy Johnson or Jim Bob Cooter in Nashville. He wouldn't be happy. See ya. Yeah, Nashville is a, is a real punk and clown. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Hi. Uh, you guys are wondering about these football players. You need two good tackles, mm-hmm. preferably a blindside guy. Mm-hmm. Then you need Russia edge ends, mm-hmm. a run stuffer in the middle, so a, a nose tackle, a good defensive uh, middle linebacker, and a quarterback, and then you can put the rest of it together. Everybody else could probably be average. It has definitely became a, it's become a sport like the NFL of satellite players in space. So it, it's very interesting to see what happened with Quinshaw Junkins because it was predicted, Neil McCready predicted on our program last week that he was going to financially regret what he did, and apparently he is big time financially regretting. Uh, what he did. They they thought they were going to end up with more money, and there's just not a market for running backs. Sean, in our day, a guy like that would have gotten paid. Paid. Yeah, he would, but I, I, think, um, I think I'd rather, if I'm a running back, um, I'd rather go to Ohio State. If he has a big year with the way they do things, Ohio State has a way of producing running back Heisman Trophy winners. Um, I'm not sure uh, he would be more than just the the guy at uh, at Ole Miss. Sean, are you uh, in the market for Dallin Hayden if uh, he enters the portal and wants to come here? You know what? I heard you guys talking about that yesterday, and on the surface, I might say maybe. My concern would be, and I've seen this over the years, is that he didn't want to come here at first for whatever reason. Uh, Ohio State's a quality program. We didn't take his brother, Aaron, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, I, and it seemed like a good suggestion there. However, if he has limited time here and he's coming here, mm-hmm. I have seen it over and over where former Vol Letterman, they have a fraternity together, and if they if their guy doesn't get time, doesn't get carries, it get, they get squeaky. Mm. And... Uh, I'm not sure that That's an interesting uh, if, if he was right going to come in at a, at a, a reasonable price, ah. fine. If he was going to come in understanding his role, fine. I think he's a quality guy that would fit in well. However, I don't see the overwhelming talent that would, first of all, prevent you from getting a kid in high school, or second of all, um, uh, you know, causing some disruption. And I am not saying the kid's disruptive at all. I've just seen it so many times with, uh, uh, you know, we had a wide receiver whose son didn't get recruited here. 
it happens over and over and over, and it, it causes dissension in the VFL ranks. And that's not going to be a popular take, I believe. I understand that. Really interesting. That is an interesting take, nonetheless. Hey, Doc? Doc? Yeah. Hayden, Hayden uh, I assume that's who you're talking about. Uh, so you're saying he's not the genes, the gene pool wasn't as good potentially as his dad. Is that sort of what you're I didn't saying? Say that. I didn't say that at all. I mean, he, he, he went to, when Aaron came here, he came here with little man in the same year. I would, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that Ohio state, when, when, uh, Dallin signed with Ohio state was as good or better than Tennessee's ever been. Okay. All right. I misunderstood then. I'm not offering a, an opinion of his, his ability. No, what all. he's saying is when you bring a young man who's got the, the VFL lineage back to your program and you bring him back expressly as a depth player or a sometimes player, you would have to really manage those expectations on the front end because if the guy doesn't get on the field, you could hear some chirping uh, from his fellow VFL brethren because that's always going to be thicker than water. And Sean's got a pretty good point right there. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, that's probably true of most places. Sure, that's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, because what, you know, what, what if, if, if what he, if he what about the? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but right. then you have an nil component. Wait a second, my you know VFL uh, son should why isn't he getting more than this? It, I've seen it too many times. Sure, I mean it's, it's human nature expecting to get more carries than he got where he was. Well, look, look, there was talk that not he was a red shirt this not year because he wasn't Brian. getting any time. He's at best third or fourth string there. No offense. Because he's a quality kid and quality player. Not necessarily, Bry. I mean, if you sat him down and said, look, if you want to come here and we can make this work, um, we'll do that. But it's not it, – it's just you have to manage expectations on a deal like that, on a, any of these what, deals. What is he going to give you that, that Peyton Lewis doesn't give you? Because at, at best he's coming in third string. I don't know. So why, why why would you bring in a guy that's costing know. money on NIL with expectations and 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 put him over a true freshman that you think is really quality? Maybe he's a great maybe he's a great uh, maybe he's a um, uh, a revelation when he gets here. Who knows? Well, maybe he is. I'm not saying you don't. I I, I just think it's not a slam dunk that you say, "Hey, let's come here." Sure. Yeah. Got a question for you about the Titans. Uh. I think Amy Adams Strunk did what she, what the Adamses are famous for. They're cheap. They got rid of they got rid of a good coach. I agree with Doc. I think Vrabel is going to be an excellent NFL coach. I mean, look at what he's had to deal with. I mean, he made a winner out of them. What four out of six years? And the only reason in the last two years they've gone on the cheap for the most part, just like their history shows. Uh, and I, I think they've really screwed up. I, I, I think they've really screwed up in, in letting letting Vrabel go. We'll see and, who their next hire is, but chances are they've destabilized their franchise. Chances are. We'll see what happens. Well, it, the other part of it is, is this, you talk about Rand Carthon. 
you got to remember the NFL heavy-handedly brought him in as the as the first minority hire as a GM because they were everybody was getting pressure. So that you got to deal with that, and they weren't going to buck the NFL because they had big issues with the NFL going on at that time, and. She had to make peace with the uh, with 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 uh, well, I don't Goodell. What were their issues? I don't, I don't agree with that. What What do you mean? I, I, they had they had some kind of heat going on no, relative on. To, to that situation. No, I think there. I think if you look back, that's what's going no, on. Come on. That's now not, the other part of the deal is on, is, is this: I'd hate to be the city of Nashville or the state of Tennessee. Why? They both got they both got a billion and a half between the two of them. Oh. They got a billion and a half dollars out there for a new stadium, and they got PSLs they're trying to sell, oh. and they got a losing football team. And the haters going to and, hate, 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 and I'm just going to say, hey, hey, that you're out of here, out of here, you who are out of here. Come on, man, you can't say that thing about Rand Carthon. You don't know that. Guy could have gotten hired on his well, why, don't they, why don't they fire the guy that's been uh, letting AJ Browns of the world go and and, and drafting every uh, every loser quarterback that comes up year in and after year? Because you do not know, you do not know, ha ha, you do not know, you do not. And the hater gonna hate, 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 hate. Every every great offensive lineman they let walk. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The Robinson guys out. The Rand Carthon era is upon us. The Eagle has landed. We'll get that back into more phone calls. Plus, if the playoff bracket is filled out based on Vegas odds to make the playoffs, what will it look like, Brian Hartman? And, Brian Hartman, are the Vols in the playoffs according to Las Vegas? Yes or no, Brian? What do you think? What would be your judgment? They are not. I'll say they are not in. We'll find out how that's going to play out as we continue we'll do it right after this this is trip stoltz with columbia ace hardware i love listening to 101.7 wkom fm columbia tennessee celebrate you with a new vehicle from chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you we're talking cars trucks and suvs and if you're in the business of selling your vehicle we've got you covered we'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us at chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest cdjr dealership in tennessee find your new ride today when you visit chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia Hello from the Tillis Jewelry family. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to all of our wonderful customers who trusted us to provide perfect gifts this holiday season. It's time for us to take a short holiday break from December 30th to ring in the new year and we'll be back open on January 9th. We've got an exciting year ahead and can't wait to serve each one of you in the new year. From our family to yours, Happy New Year from the Tillis Jewelry family on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. Stay tuned for updates on Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job in fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM, 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. As we welcome you back on the one, the only, it is your Tony Basilio show. And we are jamming it out with you on a Wednesday, Rice fans. Uh, I'm proud to be here. I want to remind you tonight, tclub.team, Garza Law, Tennessee, basketball, overtime. As soon as the Falls and Mississippi State go final, I think it's going to be a tough game tonight. Uh, looking at the way college basketball went last night on the road, a couple teams of Tennessee Zilk took it on the chin on the road. And uh, Houston just couldn't get it in gear against um, Iowa State. And They're the, there's no more undefeated teams left now. No as more undefeated teams left. Um, so January 9th is when the last undefeated team finally fell. Here's a guy, I want to share this with you, a guy who sent me a, a letter, type me a letter. He said, I'm sending you an, uh, this in appreciation for what you've done for me. I'm 78 years old. I lost my wife of 40 years four years ago. I also have a urolo- ur- urologic condition that demands I get up and go to the bathroom every couple of hours. You are the reason I can get back to sleep at night without just staring at the ceiling. I've been listening to your show since the early 90s. I'm a big sports fan. I love the banner you have with your regular callers and your staff. And I'm really thrilled for the growth of your show. You deserve every good thing that happens to you. You happens to you. You have earned it. And it's signed God bless X or Y or maybe even Z. And to that person uh who sent me this as an Oak Ridge address, I, I'm real. I really appreciate the kind words. I'm sorry to hear about your wife, and I'm glad that we can provide, uh, you know, some sense of uh, community for you. Because I want you to know you're a valued part of what we do here. Anybody listening to us is a valued part of what we do here. So that's one of the great blessings of doing this. Is in the back of my mind knowing that. There's a community of us, and, uh, you know, we're sickos, but we enjoy it. So you're either X, Y, or you're Z, depending on the day. And so thank you, sir. And I appreciate you. That correspondences like that water my soul. Uh, and I, I wanted to share that with the listener as well. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Um, we're going to do. 
TLD Logistics over dry over time. I don't know how long we're going to do it, but I got calls, and I'm going to get the calls because I'm not honor those of you that are there. And then we'll, uh, tonight, when the game ends, be with you. It's Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime as soon as tonight's game goes final. In the meantime, pop over to tclub.team. Check out our blog today. We've got some great insight on today's game. Mark Griffin has some. Why help me with some stuff on uh, Mississippi State as well. We'll give you a real good scout of what will be a very interesting game tonight for Tennessee. In the meantime, I thank SEA and Sinclair DDS for being with us. He'll stay with us, but uh, thank him. Uh, in the meantime, we love you. We appreciate you. G to the B to the O. Beat Mississippi Mistake. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.